0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder
1: and Lightning.
0: This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi, Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Sunday evening or a Monday morning, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at College Corner. Whether you're looking for national championship merchandise, and my guess is right now, that's exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for anything you can get your hands on that says Mississippi State won something. <laughs> well, they've got it at College Corner. But whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, for yourself, your car, your house, or your tailgate, They've got you covered with Mississippi's biggest and best selection of maroon and white merchandise. Two locations that serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Next time you're in Starkville, and who knows when that will be, I would make a suggestion to go to Humble Taco. Mississippi State got humbled this, this weekend. But the tacos... I don't know why they call it humble taco. I would be telling everybody how great my tacos were if, if I ran humble taco. Well, that's what we're for. Okay, I think that's a good point. They can they can be like ah, they're just yeah. Your tacos are so good. Ah, they're all right.
1: Yes, all that's right. what we're, we're here. We're here to, we're here to do. We're that. here to do the gloating. All right. Well, I will gloat about humble
0: taco. It's a fantastic restaurant. So glad it's in Starkville. Nothing like it anywhere else. A different kind of, that humble taco is on your list. <sighs> Everybody breathe. Let's let's you know what. Let's do a solid ten seconds of breathing here. You ready? We're gonna do it right now. Everybody breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. Breathe out. That didn't help at all. Nope. Mississippi State loses to Memphis 31-29 to in a game that literally had everything you could possibly want if what you want is crap. This game was miserable from start to finish. Nothing positive can be taken from it. Nothing good will happen as a result of it. It was all bad. Only one man on earth can explain what happened. I give him to you now. Tell him, Falk! Well... I was hoping you go that route. Well,
1: I have so much to say, Brian. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start by saying everyone is to blame, except for the defense. Yes. Everyone is to blame. Mike Leach, the offense, offensive line, Will Rogers, maybe not so much the wide receivers, special teams, and the referees most of all. And let me let me say this. A lot of people are coming out saying that Mississippi State should have never been put in that position. Very true. Very true. But they were put in that position where that play dictated the outcome of the ball game and it shouldn't have happened. Mississippi State deserved to lose that game because of how the offense played for the better part of four quarters. They did not deserve to lose like that. They did not deserve for that to happen. That should have never happened. Not in any ball game on any planet. Not in high school football. Not in peewee football. Not anywhere. That play should not have happened. And especially if you have people sitting in Birmingham watching these this game on screens. Waiting for, for that play to be reviewed. That should have never happened. These people get, get paid enough money. They don't have to answer to the general public. They get away with this stuff all the time. And yet... It continues to happen, and it doesn't matter what statements are put out, doesn't matter who says what, it doesn't change anything. it will happen again. And it happened on Saturday. and that was the ball game. That was absolutely the ball game. And is, and we, we'll, we'll delve into everything. We're not letting anybody off the hook here. Mississippi state is not the players are not getting off the hook. Mike Leach is not getting off the hook. But the referees sure aren't getting off the hook for this. No. I mean that that was the most, quite possibly the most egregious play I've ever seen from referees in the SEC, and we've seen some bad ones. You remember the the play on Colin Hill against Alabama? So many bad, ones. so many bad ones. Yeah. So I just think that everybody is to blame for this, except for Zach Arnett and the defense, which held Memphis under. Four hundred yards under their average, they did everything that you needed and we talked about pregame that they could do. they did that in in some they had ten points surrendered. they gave up two hundred and forty something yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. Memphis had one good drive. they drove the ball ninety eight yards down the field, mm-hmm. which by the way, Mississippi State should have been off the field in that drive on a play where someone i wasn't i didn't see who it was but someone didn't get off the field in time and Martin Emerson intercepts a pass and that pass that interception is negated that could, that kind of stuff happened all game maybe not for the defense but mistakes like that Scott Lashley had a terrible ball game penalties giving up you know giving up pressure every now and then the the penalties were bad, the check downs from Will Rogers weren't good. He he didn't scan the field good enough, I don't think, in that ball game. You know, I just think that everything was bad for Mississippi State except for the defense. That's the one good takeaway I think you can you can get from this mm-hmm. is the defense played really well. Otherwise, complete disaster for Mississippi State.
0: I don't see how you can disagree. With anything that was just said, but I mean, all right. So, yeah. Well, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. That's, that's the end of the show. No, no, it, it is not. As you <laughs> as you can guess. So, yeah, just just an absolutely embarrassing defeat mm-hmm. in all facets that you can imagine. But like you said, the defense. I think if we can, you know, we can play the look at the stats game and we'll say, okay, here's what they got, and they scored 17 points, I think, total. Off of the defense. And the defense. Ten, only, wasn't it? Well, they had a touchdown on the punt return and a fumble recovery. So that's 14. They scored 31.
1: Touchdown on punt return. A touchdown on a fumble recovery. Fumble recovery. Was it 17? Yeah. But still. Yeah, they, they scored. They had two passing touchdowns in that. 17 points. And then you have. that's. I mean, that's good enough to, to win that ball game by two touchdowns, pretty much. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Defensively, no problems. But everywhere
0: else. Problems. And that's why they doubled, they doubled them up almost. Yeah. With the total yardage. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move into what we're going to talk about. And that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, Welcome Home Beef, not available uh, at, at Val's Marketplace once they shut down, but still available now. They haven't closed the doors just yet. So if you're still in Starkville this weekend and Val's is open, definitely stop by there and pick up some great products. But if you're in Louisville, if you're in Pontotoc, Corinth, wherever you are, you can still find Welcome Home Beef on the shelves there. And if your local market doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef, well, you need to find out why. Call them, call your local grocers, and call Welcome Home Beef. That number is 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That will be the place to be this weekend for Mississippi State versus LSU. Make sure after the game you head over to Two Brothers. That place will be a great place to eat a meal and then watch a great evening of college football. Be play, It'll be, uh, The Cotton District will be buzzing no matter what. So be at the heart of it. Be at Two Brothers Smoked Meats and enjoy some smoked southern soul food. And don't forget, if you're looking to tailgate this weekend, you can do it with Two Brothers Have a little early morning barbecue breakfast bonanza. Email them at twobrothersstartville at gmail.com before Wednesday at noon to place your order for catering. Advantage Business Systems wants to take care of you. They've got a great plan to do so. They're going to offer you an incredible selection of products and services, everything a business needs from a technological standpoint to grow, to thrive, and to be profitable. And then they back up every single sale they make with the kind of customer service you would expect to get when you're dealing with your next-door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are your neighbor. They're a Mississippi business. They have been for 46 years. Call them today and find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. My friends, it is time for the always popular After a Defeat segment. These are the things that are true. 13, a lucky 13 today, Robbie Falk. Let's get into it. Number one, I want to sort of echo what you said in the beginning. The call matters. One of my pet peeves, Robbie, is people were like, it should, you know, the call, it should never have come to that. It did come to that, though. Here's the truth of this matter. For all the hand wringing and and anger we all have today, if the game is called correctly and everything else plays out the way it played out, state wins the game 29 to 24. It's just that simple. And there was a there was a person in the, on the post game show last night, and I, I forget forgive me for not remembering his name. I think it was Scott Upton. I could be wrong, Scott. If, it's, if if I got your name wrong, feel free to tweet at me. Let me know. But he made a point. He said I'm a former coach, so. You go to every game with the expectation that it will be called correctly. That's part of coaching. Like, we expect the calls to be correct. And when one call is incorrect, it can throw everything off. So, yes, they didn't play its best game at all on Saturday. And yes, State had a, had a lot of opportunities to put the game away and didn't. And yes, State gave Memphis a lot of chances to win, and they took advantage. But at the end of the day, if the call is made correctly, nothing else mattered. You have to do that. And that's why I have been on these officials. If you can, since I've had a platform, I have been raking officials over the coals, and I'm done I'm done with the whole, well, they're human and they make mistakes. This officiating crew makes mistakes year in and year out, and year in and year out, they come back for more. Somebody has to be held accountable. Some, none of you, none of you could go to work today. Not a single person listening, unless you're a referee, could go to work today and make that egregious of a mistake and hope to keep your job tomorrow. Nobody listening could do that. I certainly, Imagine if I just went on the air today and just, you know, right in the middle of, you know, winners and losers, just called Richard Cross a blanketing blank, blank, and you know what the blanks are. Not that he is one of those things, I'm just saying. And, and then I just said after the show, I'd like to, uh, during the uh, 4 o'clock hour at 4.17 today, I dropped some profanity. Uh, and, of course, that is against F- FCC compliance, Uh, And in the future, I will not be doing that again. It doesn't matter. I'm out. None of you could keep your job if you made a mistake like they made yesterday. But I guarantee we will see that crew on Saturday. Period. They will, they will be officiating a game somewhere in the Southeastern Conference, and I won't be totally surprised if they're officiating the Southeastern Conference Championship game or the National Championship game because that's just how it goes when you're an official. You can screw up. You can cost people thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in some cases if you miss out on a bowl bid. You can you know have zero accountability. You never have to answer for your actions, and you just keep on getting to work. And it's embarrassing. This is a, a conference that rings in billions a year in revenue, and this is the best they can do. It's embarrassing. And it was embarrassing at, all, at the Auburn-Penn State game where the guys can't keep track of the downs. And it's embarrassing everywhere, every weekend, that there's some stupid official who can't
1: get it done. Why are they calling those games? I don't why know. Are they calling, why are they calling Auburn at Penn State, Mississippi State at Memphis? I don't know. I'm not saying the AAC refs or the Big Ten refs will be any better, but I, I, I just I don't know how that protocol works. I don't, I don't either, and I'm
0: not going to speak on it because I don't know.
1: But yeah, our entire lives has been like that. Yeah, it's been terrible, and you're exactly right. If you screwed up this badly at your job, mm-hmm. like imagine you're a guy that is a that is controlling a forklift mm-hmm. in a warehouse, and you just continuously start. Like Just slamming shelves yeah. down, yeah. running over yeah. stuff, ruining millions of dollars Fired. worth of stuff. Fired. You're done. If you do that if you do that once, you might be done. If you do hey, it twice, the, you're definitely out. You
0: know what the worst part of it is? Is they have it on camera. Yes. You know, it'd be one thing if like, hey, who knocked all this over? Maybe there wasn't a camera in there. There is video of the referee throwing the beanbag, waving his arms, whistle in his mouth, spotting the ball. All he has to do is go to the referee and be like, look. I, inadvertent whistle. I blew. It sucks, but I blew the whistle. Plays yeah. dead. And but it, he didn't even have. And I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Robbie's mom. He didn't have the balls to do it. He knew he'd screwed up. So he just like, oh,
1: touchdown. I guess. Yeah, he heartedly like, brought his arms yeah. back down. You know, that that's that's a big issue that it's I had. Painful. He knew. He knew what he, he knew. Did. What he did. He knew what he did. You you are now on film too. Doing yeah. it. You got to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I screwed up. That, hey, Listen, you screwed up one way or the other. At least screw up and listen, correctly. I've seen a lot of people showing Martin Emerson, uh, you know, holding the ball. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that that call was correct. I think mm-hmm. that I don't think that he did. I don't think that he possessed the ball. I can. I can. You, you can argue that. I can argue that. Though. But that's not the issue. It's the, ref the issue is spotting the ball because everybody stopped. Yeah. Everybody stopped. Yeah. And, and and now it's a track race with one of the fastest guys. Mm-hmm. In the country, you a track star. He start. had a
0: running start, and you don't. So you're
1: not. Nobody was going to catch him, the and that call matters. The call matters. That's number one. And before before you before we move on, mm-hmm. just just an explanation of what happened after that. Mm-hmm. State went down by two scores. Yeah. After that, yeah, they came back, scored, mm-hmm. kicked an onside kick. Mm-hmm. That changes everything. If you, your defense, you feel like is going to get a stop right there on right. at the ten yard line, they had the ball. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have probably a good field position down by three points with a chance to go down there, tie, or take the lead. Right. Well, now you're down by two scores. Mm-hmm. It changed the whole game. It changed everything. And State was playing catch-up from then on out. So, everything. I mean, that, I think State wins that ball game if that play doesn't happen. I, I, I agree. All right, so that's number one. Big rant there. Get it out of the way. Number two. You know, something I've always
0: said on the show, Robbie, is yards are yards. I don't really care where the yards come from. I'm starting to think that yards aren't yards. And I say that because this, if State runs for 419 yards yesterday, they win the game pretty easily. It's almost impossible to lose a game where you rush for 400 yards. But evidently, it's pretty easy to lose a game where you throw for 400 yards. And I, I don't know how I got to that point because I've always thought like, look, I don't if the ball's moving, I, I don't care. I don't care how it's moving. But there is something different about moving the ball in the passing game with these short passes versus just running the football, and I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe it's it's, you know, just my old school nature. But for whatever reason, you know, four hundred and sixty-eight yards should be worth more than twenty-nine points.
1: I'm I'm going to I'm not going to tote water for Michael Leach here. No. I'm not, but I'm going to explain something that I think people are. Not grasping really, when they look on the surface of this, when they I think people think that this offense is just dump offs and you know underneath throws. that's not, that's not what it is at all. I saw so many yards out there to be, met, to be had yesterday. Downfield passing is what's going to make this offense work in this league, and right now, they're just not getting it. There was a ton of plays out there to be made. Look at what happened when when Will Rogers threw the ball down the field. Yeah, I don't care if if you know, Makai Polk was covered, Malik Keith was covered. Those guys were able to go up there and get the ball. It just seemed like there wasn't, and and Mike Leach even mentioned it in the post game at you know in the press conference. It's he he mentioned that he felt like they were a little too conservative in the passing game. There was a lot of plays to be made downfield, and I think. That people, what people might not grasp is these aren't just you know play calls from Mike Leach. He's giving the quarterback the opportunity to run this offense. That's that's what that's how this offense goes. Will Rogers makes a call on whether or not he's going to run the football. Will Rogers makes the call on whether or not he's going to go deep. If you look on that pass to Makai Polk, he was looking the forty yard, forty one yard mm-hmm. pass. He was looking for the deep ball the whole time. Yeah, and chucked it down the field. Makai Polk makes the play. Those are decisions that Will Rogers is going to make. So a lot of that, a lot of this offense and the efficiency and defici- deficiency that you see in it is on the quarterback. And I don't want to put I don't want to put all the blame on Will Rogers. There's plenty to go around, but there's a lot of plays out there to be made. I think that aren't being made. I, I mean, hundred percent. I go back to the two point conversion right at, at the end of the game. There were two guys that I felt like Will Rogers could have hit for a touchdown with a quick decision. And I just – I don't think that right now he's fully able to see the field the way he needs to see it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why when, – when you say, you know, yards or y- yards or yards or yards aren't yards, I, I think that there there's a lot more yards out there to be had for this I offense. I
0: don't know how to get Will Rogers to do that, though. At some point it has to be drilled into his head. Like, you've got – look, basically if it's third and eight – just throw it down the field, and if it gets intercepted, well, it was a punt. You know, you, you got to start taking some chances. You, yeah. You've got talented receivers; let them make some plays. I
1: think I think Will Rogers is is a guy that just doesn't. Right now, he doesn't want to screw up. Yeah, I, I think that's I think what's going through his mind. I think, young I think you quarterback saw what to
0: Costello last year. Yeah,
1: and you need to in have that. And this offense, yeah. every guy that's had success in it is a gunslinger. Yeah. Coming out there, and you might throw some interceptions, yeah. but you're also going to throw for 500 yards, yeah. and you're going to throw for five touchdowns. Yeah. Gardner Minshew went out there with the mentality, I'm just going to absolutely murder this defense. That's what yeah. you got to do if you're Will Rogers.
0: The next five things that are true are about the running game. Run the dang ball? We're going to talk about the running game. Uh, number three, I feel like fans would be a lot less frustrated if what we just described was the case. If State was a running football team, they, they could live with it. But it's, it's, it's really frustrating because when you get Mike Leach as your head coach, you, it sets an expectation. Like if, it, when you go to a nice restaurant, right? If we go to a restaurant and Emeril Lagasse is the chef, I expect to be, expect, yeah, expect to be pretty good, right? Because yep. I know who Emeril Lagasse is, great chef. And if that meal's not good, I'm like, how the hell did this happen? It's the same thing. Mike Leach, you expect, okay, going to be good offensively. We'll figure out defense as it goes. And you're just not. I came up with this analogy. Imagine in baseball if an inning was single, single, double play, walk, walk, single, and that's how you scored one run. That's really annoying, right? Yeah. That's what this offense is. It's just dink, 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 penalty, dink, penalty, dink, dink, you know, decent play to get you out of a third and 12. And it's just – it's never just throw the ball into the end zone.
1: Well, what's frustrating about it is it's fully capable of that. It, that one, look, look what happened in the three possessions in the first quarter and yeah. the second quarter when they scored. Yeah. Look what happened in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line. Same thing with La Tech. Yeah. That's what this offense can look like. But it's, but it's for whatever reason they just go through these lapses every single week. Yeah. And, uh, and now you're do, going to SEC play. Yeah, I mean – you need to see what you see in the first and fourth quarter every week. Mm-hmm. You need to see that all game. But I think if if state was just not a good running. I mean, think
0: about the Moorhead offense, right? They couldn't they couldn't they, pass. They couldn't pass. They were, you know, they would they would just try to run the football. I feel like state fans would be more forgiving. Like, ah, you know, just
1: I just feel like this I feel like th- this offense needs To have a a Lincoln-Riley element to it. It does. A a Lane-Kiffin element. You can run these air raid concepts. Let's talk about that.
0: We're going to talk about that here. Number four. A little controversial, maybe. I don't know. But I can't live with this Tula Griffin not getting the ball. I can't live with it. And I got an idea. They need to treat him like Dexter McCluster. They need to move him to running back. Tulu Griffin needs to move to running back and start being handed the ball, ten to fifteen times a game, and allowed to catch these passes in the flat that Griffin or that uh, Marks and and Johnson are getting. That's your best playmaker, and he he didn't get a touch. He didn't get a single touch on offense.
1: Okay, so I don't I don't know if I agree to put him in the running back okay. because. The running plays, the running concepts they have right now mm-hmm. is run up between the tackle and do the little toss thing and there's mm-hmm. somebody waiting for him. The running plays are not – I don't think that he is going to be effective at that spot. I think you need him in space. I think the answer is you just got to get him in the game more. I think that he is a good enough athlete. I mean, how much smaller is he than Marks? Well, that Marks was averaging four
0: yards a touch last year. I'm just saying, I, but I think – Griffin's a better athlete than him. Yeah, but I just don't, I don't know. I think he can make guys miss on those plays.
1: I don't know how many, though. Well, it, I mean, you're, it, talking about a, you're talking
0: about – How many does he have to miss with his speed, though? A,
1: the only times they're having success running the ball, it seems, is when Dylan Johnson gets the ball and he's able to break some tackles because they're getting hit pretty well, early. Been, I mean, he was having some success Saturday, but they just didn't give him the ball. Well, the big and thing – the big problem with the went, running game Saturday mm-hmm. was Marks was hurt, let's, went let's, out of the ball game. Guess what? But <clears throat> but, it, but, back to Tulu. Yeah. I mean, this question was asked, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try to get Tulu the ball more? The answer and he just no. – he evaded the question. Well, I I don't know – no. I don't know what's going on there with Tulu. I, I don't know how to that get the answer best to playmaker. that. Maker, you got to put him in a position to get the ball the most times. I, I, I'm just saying – I, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, I, I can't, I And I'm that. not trying to take up for them, but you you got to know that. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense that he's not playing. I think Tulu's
0: bigger than McCluster, too. I th- I, I, I don't, I'm not worried about him going up in the, in the line. I'm just not. I want them, him to get the ball.
1: I, I just want to know what's going on. If there's something behind the scenes, does he not understand the offense? Is, there, is he Then You have to create a package for him. You have to create plays. I don't disagree. I just I don't know what's going on there.
0: Let's go to number, number six here. There's been a lot of talk uh, in this recruiting class coming up about Dakota Jordan, who's the one running back recruit. And there's been some talk, well, if he goes to MLB or whatever, State really doesn't need a running back. Buddy, you couldn't be more wrong. All right? Because you've got walk-ons ahead of the two scholarship freshman running backs right now. So that's my question. Like, how, how bad are those guys? How can Simeon Price and Katravian K- Hargrove not be ahead of, of Jernigan and
1: Wells? Because I, I don't think they're ready to put him on the field yet. I mean, Wasn't
0: Price here for spring?
1: Uh, I don't he know. He's, he's not ahead of Hargrove, though. Hargrove's the, Hargrove's ahead of him, and he's if probably you, the third most talented back. If you're recruiting
0: a guy, if you sign a guy and he can't get ahead of the walk-ons, you sign the wrong guy.
1: Even as a freshman, well, I mean, in the fairness, round. these guys have been around for a while. They understand the offense a little more, and but they don't just, have the talent. But we, I'd rather just give the ball to the four-star guy and say go. Yeah, but we don't know. We I've seen I've seen him in practice. He looked sharp sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he didn't. Let him figure it I mean, out on the field. Then what what what's the difference between him and the guy other guy who well, can't make the play? Well, I mean, he was a he was going to be a blue shirt at Arkansas State. What well, do no, not. That now. was hard. That was that's Hardrick. Hardrick. Yeah. But he was still he was gonna be a blue shirt of Mississippi state right. he was going to la tech I right. mean it's not like it's not like he was just and then like Price Marks. was a guy that
0: you know there was a lot of talk about him being this versatile athlete he can't even get on the field I mean state, state, I think, this I is think why you people have, that – my point is this you have to recruit a running back every year okay you but to th- not have a running back in your signing class.
1: I just think that that a lot of a lot of you guys that think that like you, that think the true freshmen are just that were rated highly, had offers, are just magically going to get on the field. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that you understand the process that it takes for for a guy to come into the SEC and play football. I mean, I, it's, it's a lot harder than you're making it seem. I, okay, I'll take the other side of that then. Why is it so easy for Jarquez Hunter? Because that offense is obviously, I guess. He's more effective in it. I don't know. This you, I thought you were going to
0: say simpler for a second, and then I was going to get, be really mad because all I ever heard about the Mike Leach offense was how simple it was.
1: Yeah, well, it's obviously not for yeah. some of these guys, but, I mean, I, I can't
0: – can't, and I'm not, I'm not trying to insult you or anything, but it's difficult to say it's tough for freshmen to come in when I can look over at Auburn at a guy that State basically passed on
1: and – Oh, no, no, no. They didn't pass on him. They want, They wanted him. I mean, he wanted to wait. He not He didn't want to go to Mississippi State. Well, he. I know he wanted to go
0: to Auburn, but at the same time, state. There was a time where he was trending towards Mississippi State, and then all of a sudden, he wasn't anymore. And it, and the because people, he got
1: better options. And, well, at the time, it wasn't the case. He did, He wanted to wait because he didn't want to go to Mississippi State. He, he wanted wa- to go to a better spot. Right. But and we weren't so that so they didn't and pass. State on wasn't
0: him. willing to wait on him. Well, yeah, because and State at that wasn't point, willing it's... to keep recruiting him and try to convince no, no, well, wow. no, no, they well, what, whatever him. it doesn't matter. This kid is tearing it up at Auburn, and State is having to play walk-ons as third stringers when Marks gets hurt and
1: Johnson is banged up. Well, I don't think right now that Hargrove is better than Jarquez Hunter. Well, then I think it's more I think it's more, of, think it's more of the players than anything. But I will say that I don't think Mike Leach wants to throw a freshman out there right now unless he absolutely has to. I mean, I would throw a freshman out there before a walk-on. I'm I mean, this, do, you ab- do you absolutely need to throw him out there? I mean, I don't think that these On guys – Saturday you did. That, do you, have you seen him? Have you seen him play? Do you think that he can get out there right now? I know. It's like the people like, throw Sawyer Robertson out there right now. That, but Nobody's I, seen him play. I know who can't get out there. Well, the, I, don't, I didn't think that either of those, those walk-ons were that bad yesterday. Oh, Jernigan's it, not good. Not good. They didn't do anything poorly. The, the, they came in they and, and did couple, what they were supposed to do, which which was what? What what was what was come in there block yeah. pick up block if you needed to, get a couple yards if you needed to, and that's what they did. They weren't exceptional, but they're third string running backs. They're not supposed to be. They were came in and did their job. Walk wh- on. I didn't look at the game and say, "You know what? Mississippi State lost that game yesterday because JJ Johnson." No, that's not why they lost, but it's just another thing. I don't agree with it. I I think that they came in and did what they were supposed to do. You are two running backs in this class, and neither one of them can They're true freshmen. I'm not not saying they're done. I'm not going to go in there and say that they're not going to play because they're freshmen.
0: I'm not saying that they're done. I'm saying I don't understand why they're behind
1: walk-ons. Because uh, obviously they're not ready. Well, whose fault is that? Theirs, I guess. I'm
0: not going to buy that for a
1: second. I know you're not, but how many practices did you go to? Enough. I mean, you can't just you can't just automatically assume that they're they're not that the coaches aren't good enough to bring those players along when they've been here for a month and a half, two months. I, I can watch the offense and tell you the coaches aren't good enough to do a lot of things. Okay, but you you haven't seen enough from Hargrove or Simeon Price
0: enough from well, half the team, but they're still out there playing.
1: I, I I'm not going to make a definitive statement on that. Without having full knowledge right. of what the issue that's is, fine. That's fine. if it, now if it's if it's just the fact that you know he just doesn't want to put them on the field because they're a freshman mm-hmm. and they're noticeably better than those two, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean that's a problem. But I don't. The, both of those guys had good camps too. The yeah. walk-ons. Yeah.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Uh where are we?
0: That was a long. That was a long argument there. Number six. I'm ready for another one, hey dad. Bring it. Bring it on. Number six. You won't argue with this. You have to run on the goal line. Oh, yeah. that You was have to not run good. on the goal. If you've got four downs on the goal line, one of them has to be a running play. It's just that simple. You have Dylan Johnson. He's a good power running back. He can go between the tackles. You've got to hand him the ball one time.
1: He's not getting stuffed. He's right not. there. How many times did he get stuffed yesterday at the line of scrimmage? I didn't see it. You have, you have, to, to, you have to do that. You. I mean, Makai Polk had a shot. On that fade? He did, but that's a tough throw. A goal line fade is such a bad call. It always is. Just trust in your line and your yes. running backs at that point. Run I mean, the ball. Run, I, you had two chances. Just run the football. If you run the football there, it's,
0: it's a different game. Uh, number seven, I say everything we just said, it doesn't matter. It's never going to change. And you, you mentioned it a second ago about the Lincoln-Riley thing. That has been the evolution of the air raid to add the, the, the option plays, to have the mobile quarterback. That's why Oklahoma has been so successful offensively, although they're not so much this year. Uh, but that's, you have, to, do, you have to, to evolve. You can't ever stay static. And that's unfortunately what's happening here is Mike Leach is staying static. He, he's not changing his offense. He's not tweaking it to, to fit what he, he, he needs to be able to do.
1: Yeah, he he's absolutely correct. Everybody in the NFL is running his concepts. They are Almost, a lot of people. But nobody's in college,
0: just running his offense. All the
1: great, all the great minds in an offense in college football: Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley, Jeff Lebby. Use his concepts. They all use something from what he did, but nobody wants to use his offense. Right. And that is a telling sign. It's a I telling mean, sign, yeah. I think that this all. I still think this offense can work with the right guy running it. But is the right I do right think running it? it? I mean for right now I don't think that there's anybody else that Is there, that can run it that you feel confident did, in.
0: Did this season get washed when Sawyer Robertson decided not to come here in the spring?
1: I don't know if he would have if he would have if Mike Leach would have thrown him in there. Mm-hmm. But I think he would be much much further along or Jack Abraham getting hurt in the summer. I think that was a big I think that was a big I hit. think Jack I Abraham I,
0: mean, I don't he know may have won the job.
1: He may have he won. He might job. have he might have it would have been a battle. Yeah. It would have been a battle. And you have that guy in the back of your mind if you're Will Rogers that, you know, there's somebody coming for me if yeah. I don't perform well. Yeah. And for Mississippi State fans, you can say, you can start putting some pressure out there. You know how Mississippi State fans are with the backup quarterback. Yeah. But right now you just nobody feels confident in anybody behind Will Rogers. No, you're right about that. Number uh eight.
0: Mason Miller. Fix it. I don't want to hear any more about Anything else? Just fix it. Every week, this unit has penalties. Every week, there are false starts and holds, more than there should be.
1: I, I, a false, it's a different guy every week. It's a
0: different guy. <laughs> one one it's week, so it's Colin Bill. One week, it's Scott Lashley. One week, you know, Cole Smith comes off the bench and he immediately <laughs> gets a terrible penalty call. What was he thinking? It's just every week, fix it! Fix it!
1: Dollar Bill had a good game yesterday yeah. right after – Had a huge block had an awful on, on game. one play. Uh, looked good. Scott Lashley's been solid. Yeah. He was bad yesterday. Yeah. Charles Cross has had great moments, and then he has moments where he looks terrible. You had you had two holdings on the same play on your tackles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just – They had to move guys around. I don't know if there were injuries or if they just got tired of Scott Lashley getting penalties called on them. They put Cam Jones out at right tackle. Just fix
1: it. And I, I thought the offensive line was was okay yesterday from a yeah, four, from a blocking standpoint. Offense, they, and they gave plenty of time for Will Rogers. Yeah, but they just they cannot be disciplined. Fault yeah. starts and holdings. That, what what is what
0: is this the saying up there at the the seal building? You're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. Mason Miller is allowing it to happen right now. That's what's happening. The offensive line; these penalties are being allowed to happen because I mean at this point. You're three games in. You know. Fix it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And
0: here's the thing. It, it, it won't get fixed. Remember remember after the Kentucky game with Joe Moorhead and they had all those penalties? We'll fix that. It never got fixed. Being in an undisciplined offensive line is just what this team is going to have. They're going to have penalties all year. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and guarantee
1: that. And that's going to snowball in a game against yep. uh, you know, Texas Vanderbilt. A&M on the road. or
0: I'm not even Texas A&M. Vanderbilt.
1: Oh, God. I don't even want to think. Yeah.
0: All right, number nine. One thing I always talk about when you play an underdog is get on them early, stay on them, never let them up. If you give them hope, that's how they win. State gave Memphis hope. They decide not to kick the field goal. If you go up 20-7 to 7 there and you're going to kick off, the game is over. Mm-hmm. It's over. But instead, you gave them some hope, you let the crowd get into it, they drive 99 yards, you're still leading the game, but then you can't do anything after that, the crowd keeps getting louder, and then it just spirals out of, that, out of control.
1: We've seen that because
0: before. you gave them hope.
1: Yeah, you have you have to you have to step you have on this It out. Yeah,
0: you have to snuff it out every chance you get.
1: Every chance you have to get points, take it. When Forbes intercepted that pass, the game was over. It should have been over right then. Well, what I was thinking was <clears throat> he should have turned returned that for a touchdown because yeah. I you can see state. I can I, in my head. I was thinking, I bet they don't score here. Well, I thought they they'd didn't. at least
0: get a field goal.
1: And I, I mean. Yeah, I'm taking the points all day right there because you got to get something out of that. You you can't take the chance.
0: Two two Mike Leach decisions in that sequence: the decision not to run the ball and the decision not to kick the field goal. I mean, that's what they pay you five million dollars a year for to make those decisions, and you screwed up twice in the span of two plays. Yeah, whatever it is, you got to get points. Can't give underdogs hope. That's how you lose. Number ten. This is a perfect storm of frustration for MSU fans because, A, you hired Mike Leach, so you expect to be good offensively, and you're not. Uh, B, Mississippi State fans are very passionate about their team, very passionate fan base, and they see their coach not being passionate, and it, it, it upsets them. And then three, and probably the most important part of this, but let's go back. Let's go back to uh, the Egg Bowl. 2017 let's go back to the Gator Bowl State beats Louisville and Lamar Jackson great win, 9 win season you've hired Joe Moorhead who at the time everybody loved that hire everybody who covers college football thought that's a great hire Ole Miss even having won the Egg Bowl that year is is still on probation they're still on the bottom of the SEC you know they're not going to be any good the next year now let's flip to where we are now, and I mean even think back to the 2019 Egg Bowl. What if I had told you, you know, Elijah Moore lifts his leg, and that moment in time was the last time that st- that from that moment on Ole Miss was ahead. They were ahead of Mississippi State. hired They hired a coach that fits their what their their talent wants to do perfectly. He's a good play caller. He's young. He's got he's built an exciting program up there. I, I know you guys don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. And I, and you can say whatever you want about well, how they recruit. I don't care. Smart. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you see that was a program that you felt like you were ahead of. You'd finally gotten ahead. You know, you won three out of four egg balls. The one that you lost, your quarterback got hurt. We'll say that. We'll say hurt in the game, and you, otherwise you would have won. You would have won four straight egg balls. And now, you're staring down the barrel of, of two straight losses. And they, they, have, they are ranked in the top ten, and you're losing to Memphis. I mean, that's a bitter pill to swallow for Mississippi State fans. And it came down so quick. And it's tough to explain. You're going to have trouble making people understand. Like, with Moorhead, I felt like there was enough similarity between him, him and Mullen that it would be, there would be some continuity, right? I was like, okay. From a scheme standpoint. Right, from a scheme standpoint. And I was thinking... Okay, he still runs a lot of those same running concepts, but he'll add that explosive passing game. Well, it didn't happen, and that's fine. It didn't happen, so you move on. Uh, and, and that's not the reason they moved on, but they moved on, right? But at this point now, you'd, you'd been to 10 straight bowls. It's difficult for me to understand why the thought was, we need to blow this up and start fresh with a whole new system that evidently is going to take three-plus years to get moving.
1: That's that's a tough sell for me. All I know is uh, you, you talked about you know MSU fans just wanting to see some energy and all that. That was you know every time Dan Mullen would start getting kind of complacent a little bit and searching for jobs and you know he would he would have that you know the mannerisms on the sidelines like he looked like he didn't care. And that's all state fans were clamoring for. It was just look like you care. Act like you want to be here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'd, he'd see himself on the uh, video board and start pumping up the crowd. Everybody loved that. Mm-hmm. Joe Moorhead, he was starting to slip in that first season. Then he started, you know, Having had the AD, pop, AD, the AD popped off at him at the yeah. Ole Miss. Everybody loved that. Yeah, That's all this fan base. I, I won't say that's all, but this fan base wants to see They want emotion. you to be
0: invested with them.
1: And I don't think you're going to see that from from Michael. Yeah, it's, it's just not going to happen, and it's not. That's going to create so much tension. I, fl- I don't I think. I don't need it when you know, like you said with Mullen getting the crowd. That's fine.
0: But when something like that goes against you, like a call like that, you have to raise a stink. You've got to be out there on the field, and I don't care if you got to sit down at the fifty. You, you get you you got you gotta look into it and, I, and whoever is up in the booth that's not signaling,
1: I blame them too yeah somebody's got to get word. somebody has to be like call time out. We were in the press box saying that's when that when that happened yeah I said, wait that that referee was waving right. his arms that's call a timeout get a review and it doesn't if if you, if
0: it costs you a timeout, it costs you a timeout, but a time is a time you got to get another look at it is time is a timeout worth a touchdown?
1: yeah, yes, absolutely. Every because that's a, that was a game-changing play yep. lost Mississippi State at the ball game. I he had no clue that the referee signaled the play dead. Yeah. So I don't blame him for that. Which I get, but I blame the people. The that's I'm, fine. Whoever was upstairs Somebody's they got, got they got to get on. word. I mean, I, he was not in position to see that. Yeah. I understand that's that. That's why you
0: have people upstairs. Yeah,
1: but you have to have somebody yeah. up. They have 15 people in a booth. Yeah. Somebody's got to step up and say, "Hey coach, I I just saw the replay on the yeah. on the TV. That doesn't look like. Or, or that. If it, it doesn't even matter if like you know something funny
0: just happened. Yeah. You know because it's like we stopped and it looked like we had stopped and then he's got the ball. Something's off. Call timeout. Yeah. Just call timeout. If you if you lose a timeout, you lose a timeout. But maybe you save a touchdown and you save the game. Number ten, Mississippi State fans. I thought you fans, already did ten. I'm sorry, you're right. Number eleven, Mississippi State fans will show their frustration by not showing for the rest of the season. That's. 40,000 Saturday, maybe with a good oh, you know, 11
1: a.m. It's with a good LSU. It's crowd. gonna be spotty, it's gonna be
0: spotty. It's gonna be spotty. I can tell just from the people, you know, and I, I'm not saying that Twitter is the fan base, I'm not saying that message boards are the fan base, but they're a decent enough representation. Sometimes people aren't coming, you know, they're not gonna spend that money, they're just not.
1: They, and they and that, don't have to. And let they me don't go into, to.
0: let me just go into number 11, which is I feel bad for, for fans. You and I, we just get up, we get up. We drive to the stadium, we go in for free, we watch the game, we do our work, and then we go home. And, you know, does it bother me to see State play poorly? Of course it does. Of course it does. I, you know, you guys know. By the way, I want to point out that there was one of the guys who's been on my – Miss Falk, I'm so sorry. He's been on my ass for the last, like, five years about being so negative on this podcast. He's a Memphis fan! Unreal. He posted a picture of himself. Yeah! Where he posted, he he posted he's like, he said something about, like, I would never want to be in the foxhole with Hey Dad. Buddy, you're fighting for the other side.
1: Unreal. This whole time. This
0: whole time is a sham.
1: Turned heel. T- so anyway. Hit you in I the feel, back with a steel chair. I
0: feel bad for these people. people. have paid hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars for seats in the stadium. They get up early, they have to drive, they have to pay $600 a night for a hotel room, and it's a two-night minimum everywhere you want to go. They wait outside uh, in line at restaurants because everything's packed. They, get, they go to the game, and it's just it's not even entertaining.
1: And it's why people are upset when they hear Mike Leach say, well, if you don't like that, maybe you need to find another team to cheer for. No, right. you can't. Yeah, Th- These people are Buddy, paying people thousands of dollars. People are born
0: into this. Yes, their fathers and their fathers were before them were bulldogs. You don't just say one day, "I'm out." It just doesn't work like that.
1: And that's so, why they want you know they want to see but the, they want to see Leach and Cohen fight for them. It's not in even public, entertaining to watch though.
0: Like I said, it'd be one. Th- I've said this in the past, and that's sort of what with Ole Miss last year, right? Like if you can't win, at least be fun to watch, right? You know, it's. That Alabama game for them, they, they didn't win, but their fans were thrilled because it was an exciting football game and they fought, you know, play by play with the national champions.
1: State's defense is almost comparable to Ole Miss's offense, yeah. not not nearly as. It's good, as extreme, but it's a really good defense. Yeah. Look look at the drastic perception between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Yeah. Nobody cares that Mississippi State's defense again, just if, held Memphis under 400 Zach yards. If Zach Barnett
0: were the head coach and it was like this, we'd be like, well, they'll figure it out offensively. But when you hire Mike Leach, you have an expectation, and you're not delivering that. I feel bad for State fans, man. And But that said, I don't think they're going to – I think they're going to stay home and watch games. They're not going to come to the stadium. But number 12 – or number 13, I'm sorry. You know who I don't feel bad for? Millionaires. If you make over – if you're making – three-quarters of a million to $5 million a year right now, you can take some criticism. That's just the way it's going to have to be. right? Things aren't good. You need to fix them. Period. And look, I know you don't want to get fined. I know you don't. But the statements that are coming out need to have words like unacceptable, immediate, disgusted, You gotta, you gotta. If you get fined, you know what? What's a hundred thousand dollar fine when they give you a sixty million dollar check at the end of the year? Right? Tell them to take it off the top. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Send me a check for fifty nine nine instead of sixty. It'll be okay. I don't feel bad for millionaires. You you don't like this? Everybody in town's hiring. You go find another job. But take the criticism. Take it on the chin. It, 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 there's going to be more of it as this se- season continues. I promise you that. All right. Enough of all that. Let's talk about something important. Whew. That felt good. All right. Coffee is for closers. Brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew. 11 a.m. kick. This... My voice just cracked. Woo! Like... Like thirteen, like I'm thirteen again. We've been, hey, Robbie, we've been laying in. Today. Robbie, you want to go hang out at the Dell Champs parking lot after the show? <laughs> goodness gracious! Uh yeah. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew Coffee House, especially this weekend. 11 a.m. kick. Monday, my goodness, no coffee for Mike Leach. Absolutely not a drop. Just everything, everything I think a head coach should do, he did the opposite on on, on Saturday. I just I don't know. What's not happening here, but it's incredibly, incredibly disappointing. And you get paid five million dollars a year. Fix it.
1: Yeah, it's you know th- this is one of those jobs that, and, and this especially this day and age, mm-hmm. it can it can all it can all go away quick. Yeah, for a head coach. Yeah. And if I mean this, you know, I, I understand that he's he's one of those guys that just he doesn't care about other people's opinions most of the time and Which stuff like fine. that, but. You do have to kind of in the back of your mind say, "I'm making five million dollars." I mean, what person making that kind of money can fail like that? Yeah, and, and I'm not saying he I has yet. We still, make, we still have, we still have. He's still got time to prove right, himself. Right. But if he goes, you know, if he wins four games this year, you can't justify paying a guy five million dollars yeah. for that. You know, I mean, so in this like, day and age, when you're paying guys that much money, you have to win. And you and you have to. And a lot of times, you got to do things to appease fans and boosters and you, everybody. You hit on
0: something too, like Mike Leach doesn't care about our opinions. I know he doesn't.
1: And that's fine. I don't. I don't. I
0: don't need for my opinion to be shared, cared, liked, anything by Mike Leach. I, I would prefer that Mike Leach doesn't even know what my opinion is. I, I don't want him listening to the podcast. And if people want to tell him about it, I want him to go like I don't care.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna listen. But yeah, I don't think he's tuning in. But if
0: he, but regardless of that.
1: You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do better. You just
0: gotta do better than what happened on Saturday as a head coach. It's tough to pick an SEC get one because, like you said, we got all the games correct. There really wasn't a, 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 anything bad. I guess I have to go with Auburn just sort of by default, and not that I, I, I have no problem picking Auburn because God knows I have hated on Auburn plenty on this show. But you know, another opportunity for a, sort of a
1: marquee win for them, and they can't get the job done. Um, Kentucky almost was. Kentucky on the list was close. Kentucky and that's close. why I, <clears throat> I still don't have them in my top twenty-five because I, I refuse until I see them yeah. beat put somebody Arkansas good. In? I did very good this week. I put Arkansas in. I dropped Texas mm-hmm. because first of all, I think that was just a, a lapse. UCLA
0: ahead of Fresno State.
1: I did not. Okay, good man. I had UCLA twenty-fifth in my poll and Fresno was twenty-fourth. Very good. Um, so that that was a lapse in my mm-hmm. and. I haven't looked. Where'd you have Ole Miss? I think they were 12th. I would put Ole Miss in the top seven. I'm getting close. I'm getting really close. You want to know something? Defense is better. Offense is sick. If we had to pick today,
0: I would pick them to beat Alabama. If that game was in Oxford, I would for sure do it.
1: I mean – I'm getting close, man. Matt Corral is he's, is the truth, rolling. and that that's, that's offense. Let's not talk about that. We've got enough people mad at us. Let's not, but that's the offense the Mississippi State needs.
0: Uh, well, that's enough. They, the, they
1: need they a, need a good balance of rushing and passing. I didn't feel like
0: Vanderbilt deserved to be, you know, just we pile on them. Uh, nationally, I picked UCLA for no coffee, lost to Fresno State, but Fresno a pretty good team. It's just that yeah, I thought UCLA might be on the verge of finally turning that around, and it's not going to be the case. But here's. I don't know that anybody nationally deserves any... College. Who's good in in the in college got, football? Well, Bama. Alabama, Bama is good, but they showed some weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're, they're the beatable. way Florida was able to run on them makes me think Georgia can take them.
1: Yeah, because Georgia's going to be able to I think Georgia limit them the on offense. The football.
0: But Ohio State, no.
1: Yeah. Oklahoma, that. No. Oregon's Oregon's, Oregon's okay, good. but they struggle with
0: Fresno. I don't like
1: Oklahoma. I don't like, don't like Oklahoma. Them. I dropped them again this you know, week. Iowa, Clemson's not good. I mean,
0: am I supposed to believe Iowa's going to go undefeated? No, no. Penn State looks okay, but they're going to lose. They're some beatable. Games. Uh,
1: you know, but that, but you know that that makes college football much better. It makes it. This might be. Oh, Clemson, you mentioned them. They're not good. I dropped them. I've drop them every week. There, there is there's some
0: opportunities that we might get a team in the playoff this year that you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. Of course, I say that no. Notre Dame, not very good. Don't think they're good. Florida State, how about Florida they're State, awful. man? They're
1: bad. I, I Shout think a Red Hobart though got the win. Uh, I think they might Florida. fire Norvell um, relatively quick. I don't think I don't know that would be two coaches in four years. I don't yes. know if they'll do it after two years because that would be two in a row. Mm-hmm. But I think like next year is next year. If you lose like if you start zero and two or one and three, you're gone. Well, I would say next year if they don't win nine, he's out. I could see that. Yeah. So, all
0: right. Hopefully tomorrow's show will be a little happier. I don't see how though. I doubt it. Tomorrow I know. Well, tomorrow we'll cover what Mike Leach said at his press conference. We'll have our SEC picks, maybe a few other things to talk about uh, as well. And it's LSU week. We'll have some some, uh, some some extra coverage this week in terms of interviews. And of course, don't forget Friday. I can't I, I was looking forward to it and now I'm not. The uh, the Augustinelli family reunion. I want to talk about my cousin John too, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of this. Went to Ole Miss to see his daughter this week and wore a blue shirt. Can you believe it? man grew up a diehard State fan. Oh, my. <clears throat> Why is his daughter going to Ole Miss?
1: What she, have you she people to, done to this state? Oh, family? there's no you people.
0: There's no hate ads in this situation.
1: Is Steven the runt of the family? Well, that's not really true. <laughs> you can't be the runt, you know, if, you, <laughs> if you're a uh, you, – You see what
0: I'm getting at. Where's that picture? Of Insert the, pot kettle, kettle the pot Jeff. kettle picture. But uh, he's the youngest. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah. So he had no he had no pull in this family. Apparently. No, no. He's he had no stroke there. So no. I don't understand how the the family dynamics here. I just I can't get over my cousin
0: going to Ole Miss and like just going into the closet and be like, I guess I'll wear a blue shirt. Put on a green shirt. You're playing Tulane. Put on a green shirt. Put on a white shirt. Something. Wear something neutral. Oh man, that's rough. That's rough. I'm gonna get, We're gonna give him hell on uh, on Friday's show. All right. Well, I hope you all feel better. Let's, let's breathe one more time on our way out here. Ready, everybody? <laughs> breathe in. Breathe out. All right. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.